Hey, greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It's your trusted handler, Brian, bringing to you another installment of Delta Green. I know it seems redundant to always bring up where we can be found. I mean, after all, you're listening to us right now. But for those of you who happen to stumble across the show, first of all, what took you so long? I want to remind all of you where you can find us. We're on all major and minor podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Podbean, Podchaser, Bra Podcast, right on, Player FM, Fisty Fiesta. <laughs> no, that, that last one's that's a joke. But if they existed, we'd be there too. And Podtail. That one is real. We also have a YouTube channel at Rolled Hard 20, so don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can also pick up our link via the Delta Green website. So Check out their website and check out the link. All that to say, we're out there. Come find us. Now, let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode four of our Convergence run-through. Enjoy, everyone. Don't forget the comma. So how's everybody doing? By the way, before I begin, happy Father's Day to my brothers. Happy my other yeah, mothers. Indeed. Happy Father's Day to all you mothers. <laughs> Got the mm. apple juice there, Ryder? Number two. We waited too long for you to jump on the Discord, man. Apple juice. <laughs> no, I wait because I don't want I want to come on fresh. I don't want to be all steamed out like you fuckers. <laughs> that's that's just cruel. Oh, and you're just drinking juice, right, Weaver? Kumbaka. Kombucha. So, how's everyone's day going? How's everyone's week been going? It's good. Yeah. Been good, man. Yeah. About oh, a yeah. three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. I'm in. Take those yeah. all the time. Father's Day, we did some grilling, chilling, and swilling. So, we are rocked up and ready to go. Right on. Well, let me lead us in, and then we'll start our beginning. Wait a minute. When are we going to have me come back here? I'm getting bored of all this fucking Delta Green shit. Con, please <laughs> relax. Your time will come. Okay. You got the right, role for initiative between with... yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you need to con down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. So we lost Junior. No, we didn't. No, I accidentally clicked the button. <laughs> Tone, get close to you, Mike. Got it. You. you got to get all up in that mic. Yeah, Let's hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Good. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you once again to another episode of our Convergence Delta Green scenario. And with me, my hard slingers of yore. Yeah. Episode four. By the way, I want to remind everybody out there, all my fellow slingers in the ether, don't forget to write into the show at rollthehard 20 podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. I will give you a shout out. So let me know. Chris, once again, I've got to give you props. Your note taking is amazing. <laughs> you missed out on your calling as a court stenographer. Am I not right, Tone? No? Tone's shaking his head. No. No, 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 no. He should not be a court stenographer. That's because like, you suck. He's at got that all or... the budding oh. for the paralegal or for an attorney, man. Oh, I'm sorry. 
segue into that tone you've been you've been dethroned so even though i edit these episodes i actually look at your notes for two reasons chris number one i like to see what information all of you are taking in and number two it gives me a good metric to see where you guys might be heading saying where you guys have been heading is right now we've got the four of you had split into two teams to cover more ground you were to reconvene at Merle's Country Bunker at 6 o'clock and compare notes. Agent Adesso and Agent Ichimaru, while questioning Miss Spivey, you learned that she had been told earlier this morning at around 11.30 by none other than Special Agent in Charge Derringer that Billy Ray had succumbed to his wounds. And during your line of questioning, Odesso and each indicated an interest in seeing the antibiotics as well as Billy Ray's room where he had killed his father. Agent Coldwell and Agent Rice, while at the Allen residence, you met her parents Todd and Jamie, who informed you that their daughter Jane had been missing for the last two days. Jane's mom also told you that the last time they saw Billy Ray, he had left their residence around 1130 per your inquiry. About Jane's friends, she mentioned that all the local teenagers tended to hang around the uh, the reservoir quite often, and she informed you the friends that she's been hanging around was Lenny Oakley, the son of the sheriff. So we're going to pick up with one of the two groups: one, two, three for Agent Adesso and each four, five, six Agent Salt and Coldwell. Right. Adesso in each. Hey. Hey. You've met with Mrs. Spivey. She's been lamenting the loss of not just her son, who she told this morning that had died, but as well as her husband, Rich, who had died 10 days ago. And this basically started this whole thing. Um, Mrs. Spivey, I'm very sorry for your loss you've come up with new information that we haven't had we'll, we'll look into what happened to uh your son but it would help us quite a bit if we could see his room and um we'd also like permission to take those antibiotics he was prescribed so that we could have them analyzed that's fine I, I haven't been in his room since the accident and uh you should know that the entire room's been sealed off with the the yellow tape of the authorities Understood. As far as his antibiotics, they should be on his nightstand, but I haven't touched anything else in there. Thank you, man. We we will be as minimally as intrusive as we can. Where is his room? It's down the hall, first door on the right. All of the blood. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Sorry, that's not that's not in character. <laughs> <laughs> While she's answering you guys. In a very subdued fashion, you see Joe Krista come from the other room and kind of flexes his pecs. He says, uh, are you agents planning on being much longer? I know I know my sister-in-law, she's going to need her rest. Absolutely, sir. Uh, we only will be a moment. We need to check out the room. I'm sure that it's already been sealed off and people have looked over the whole thing, but we want to take a look ourselves and just make sure that 
you know, in their haste, hope maybe they maybe they miss something, maybe something that would help us find out what truly happened uh, to to uh, Bud. You know, I've got to ask you, agents. Uh, you know, the authorities—they've already been through his room and they've taped it off. In corners, been in there. The ME. Every everybody's been at the house, and I'm just kind of curious why. Two FBI agents are going through this, something that's already gone, been gone through. Is there something you agents aren't telling us? Well, as you know, we can't comment on an ongoing investigation. And sometimes we discover things during the course of the investigation that make pieces of information relevant that were otherwise not relevant. So now we have to go back and just take a look to ensure that we haven't missed anything prior. Okay. He concedes to your authority, Agent Adesso. He just he's just trying to glean more information. He's trying to see if there's something that, that they're missing because as you recall, he mentioned that he was prior law enforcement. So I mean maybe there's something that you know, maybe we can talk to you a little bit. Maybe there's something that you know that maybe the you know, the mother wasn't privy to, you being prior service and all, you might have seen some things or gleaned some things that uh, maybe a, a loving mother wouldn't notice in her son. Oh yeah, we, we came over to the house damn near every week for dinner or that we had them over with Billy Ray until he started aging out a little bit, but uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions you agents might have. And you know, at that, he kind of pulls up his pants and his belt buckle, kind of feeling important that you're asking him his opinion or even his perception of, of what may have gone on with the family dynamics. Well, if you, if you don't mind, let us take a quick search of the room and just see if there's anything that maybe the local authorities missed. And then, you know, maybe we can meet you down here, say in the kitchen or something over some coffee and just talk a little. Yeah. I mean, would you mind agents you, you want me to come take a look with you? Maybe another set of eyes possibly. Um, I think it'd probably be best if we were to take a look first. Um, I'm sure you've already seen the, horror of it um, oh. I wouldn't want to subject you to that again but you know maybe you know let us take a look and then maybe we can talk about some things you might have noticed in there that uh, perhaps we didn't even notice yeah yeah I'll tell you what I'll just I'll wait right here by the kitchen and when you agents are done uh, we'll compare notes or whatever I mean I I honestly haven't been in there I just kind of looked through the door so no problem we don't want to contaminate the scene although just we'll take a look and when we're done we'll come see you Right on. All right, so Esso and Money, so let's go. We'll cut the tape off, and open the door, trying to be cautious not to slam it open and let it hit anything, but slowly push it open. First thing you notice when you open the door is this strong metallic taste in the air. You see that the blinds have been drawn down and it's dark, but you just, you feel this heavy air, just this taste in your mouth no doubt you know it's blood okay so it's is, it, is the place saturated or is it it's dark in an area it's dark inside right now light switch then yep you find it right next to the door flip it on and you see carnage everywhere you see right next to a twin size bed a huge pool of dried blood saturating this thick carpet you see that the bedspread and mattress completely soaked in this blood. You see that there's still pieces of 
bone fragments and meat on the floor. And I need for both of you to make a sanity check as this visage becomes apparent to you. Sanity. I got a 23. Uh, I got a 58. Yeah. No, I failed. Under 60. So I passed. Each you take one point sanity. Never get used to it, Handler. You never get used to it. You never do. In fact, I also need you to roll a d20 for me. I want high or low. You're going to want it high. All right. Hit that natural 16. 16. As you, Ichimaru, as you look upon this room, you see this blood, you smell the blood. You start to break out in a sweat. You actually start to almost become uncontrollable with with an urge that you can't describe, but you've been feeling it for some time. And you start to push it down, start to repress it inside your chest, inside your mind. Long enough for you to, to take a breath of fresh air from the hallway and recompose yourself. Can Adesso make a human int check to see if he knows notices what's going on and may be able to figure out what's going on with each? Absolutely. Quit eyeballing me. <laughs> but you have such nice eyeballs. <laughs> 14 under 50. Agent Adesso, you notice Agent Ichimaru as he looks upon this room and he starts feeling, you, you could see him become uncomfortable, start to break out. You could see his, his eyes start to go wild. And he turns his head and looks back into the hallway and actually starts to get some fresh air. And you do see him take on this scene different than you've seen him take on other scenes like this before. Hey, Ichi, you all right? I am fine, Adesso. It's just you never get used to these sort of things. No, I get it, but it didn't look like you're really reacting to the scene. Is it having something to do with our previous mission, possibly? Maybe this is something we can talk of later. Right now, we have something to do. Got it. I'm there for you, my friend. You let me know. Anyway, what's what do we see in the room besides all the blood? Besides the blood and the gore, is there anything else that seems to stand out of place? Notebooks, videotapes, uh, jump drives, packages, materials, anything that would stand out that a normal teenage boy wouldn't ordinarily have in his room? He's got a lot of pill bottles on his nightstand. Okay. You see a bottle of antibiotics. You see several bottles of Advil, Tylenol, Ibuprofen, and they're just sitting full or empty. Tell me what you do. Walk over to the nightstand, grab one, shake it. Empty. Uh, Grab another one. Empty. I'm going to take them all with me. All four bottles are empty. As All you, four bottles. Here. Okay, you let's them open up. the nightstand. Anything inside? Kleenex box, bottle of lotion, <laughs> picture, picture of his mom. <laughs> and there's your blue. And his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's nothing in the nightstand, and the pill bottles are all empty. Anything under the bed? No, just. I'll also check the uh, trash can, too, for any. Scraps of not looking for any types of Kleenex or anything, but scraps of paper, <laughs> anything that he might have discarded too. Yeah, under under the bed you see dirty clothes, shirts, 
extra holy shoes that have been kicked under there. Just stuff that a teenager might do to make the room look more fastidious. <laughs> as far as looking in the trash each, you just see papers that have been wadded up and crumpled thrown in there. You see candy wrappers, other stuff like that. You see the cotton balls. Most likely you could make the leap that they came from the tops of the pill bottles themselves. Mm -hmm. okay. Anything in the laundry? He doesn't have a laundry basket in here. Check under the bed. That's probably where <laughs> it's located. <laughs> you see a rake for his mom when she goes to do the laundry. She's raking the clothes out from under the bed. I turn to each. Each, I'm thinking if he was seized and given some kind of medical treatment, there may be residuals on his clothes that happened on the day of the issue. Um, He'd be wearing those right now then. Unless he was, ch unless he changed, he did come home. We never really got any information as to whether or not he changed his clothes mm. or took a shower. Uh, Adesso will pull out some of the clothes from under the bed. Do they look like they've been there a while, like a long while, or it's just like regular laundry? It's really hard to tell because mm -hmm. even the clothes that are under the bed have blood spatter on them. I mean, you're basically kneeling down in, in dried blood to get these articles out from underneath. Yeah, I don't know if we'd be able to run forensics on clothes anyways at this period of time. We might be able to, but of the clothes that I have pulled out, do any of them have holes, rips, tears, anything in other than what would cause by normal wear? I'll tell you what, why don't you make a luck roll for me? Gotcha. And that's a d20, right? Absolutely. There we go. And that is a 20. I got it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Right into the show. And I will send you out a D20, a gold doubloon, and a sticker of the show if you tell me who it was that rolled that hard 20. So I've got to get that in there. Agent Adesso, you've got a <laughs> pretty good idea that most likely the clothes that are closest to the edge of the bed are probably the most recent ones. So if there were any clothes that might have been worn before he took to the lamb, those would probably be them. All right. I'll grab them. Okay. I'll grab them up. Is there a trash bag liner in the in the trash can that we could use to hold no. this stuff? No. No. All right. Take a pillowcase off the bed and use that. Okay. And then um, each, I think we should check the bathroom. Although, hopefully, it's the one he used. Just, just as an odd chance that we may find out something. So he probably, he's probably anxious. Came home not feeling well wouldn't make much sense for him not to take a shower so he probably did maybe we can find something i don't know let's let's check the bathroom because i think we're we're done here do we notice anything else is there anything else that stands out to us no not in the room okay typical late teenager room so okay. you uh you check the bathroom and i'll uh i'll make sure i'll hang out in the hallway here in case the brother-in-law comes up and i'll let him know that you had a use the restroom real quick and I'll take him downstairs and we can question him real quick. Sounds and good. ironically, as you guys leave the room, you see the brother-in-law standing right outside the door. <laughs> Creeping. We cut to Agent Rice and Agent Coldwell. Still at the Allen residence. Todd, who has remained on the floor per Agent Coldwell's instructions. And her mother, Jamie's still in the little kitchenette. Mrs. Allen, 
Would it be okay if we uh, search your daughter's room, take a look around, maybe gather, you know, uh, some evidence, just maybe kind of piece together where she may have gone? I know you mentioned that she hangs out with friends at the reservoir, but, um, you know, you, you also mentioned that uh, she's been acting a little strange lately. Yeah, she said she ain't been feeling very well. And you should know, I, I, I looked in her room. There, I didn't see anything different in... And I, I did check with her friends, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm an adult. I'm a parent now. They don't want to talk to me. They want nothing to do with me. Do you have any other friends or family that your daughter feels comfortable with to maybe run away over there? I, I don't think so. I, like I said, I, she doesn't really confide in me other than, you know, when she's not feeling well or, or if she needs something like a little extra money. She's... She doesn't really have a job, so we just kind of, kind of help her along. We're always helping her out. Oh, that's not, that's not helpful though. You're not helping me help her right now. Yeah, so we can understand your situation, but uh, w would you mind if we just take a, a few moments and and look uh, in your daughter's room? Oh, I, I don't mind. You know, I, I've actually got to get going. I'm sorry, but I, I'm going to be late for my shift. Do you need me for anything else, agents, or can I take off? Uh, I don't think at this time that we need anything else from you. You've been uh, helpful with the information you've provided. We appreciate it. Uh, where's your daughter's room? It's down the hall on the right. All right. Um, I was just going to say, Todd, we're not going to have a problem here, are we? You got me still sitting on the fucking floor. Oh, that's How much of a problem I can you. I be? At least turn the fucking TV on for me, will you? I'll just turn on the clicker. Leave it on, like, low volume. And then... Uh, Agent Rice and myself will proceed to the room. He just sits on the floor, and, and you see her grab her purse and her keys and a piece of cloth, and you see her start to walk towards the door. Hey, real, real quick, I didn't I think we did a hint on her that she wasn't acting kind of out of the ordinary or anything last last time. I don't think so. No, uh, that we didn't run hint, or she wasn't acting out of the ordinary. That you didn't run a hint on her. Okay. I don't recall, but I don't believe you did. Uh, Coldwell wants to roll uh, alertness on the items that she grabbed before leaving the house. Sure. Go for it. Oh, yeah. That's 22 under 50. Nice. Uh, you, you obviously saw her grab her purse and her keys and the piece of cloth she grabbed. Looks like it has a, a large pocket on it with a couple of ties coming off. What's this tie bullshit? <laughs> Sorry. It's her apron. It's her apron. Yeah. Ah, work apron. Well done. It's her apron at the diner. It's a cheese rag. Yeah. All right. <laughs> She'll clear. She'll clear. Right. She gets the hell <laughs> Mary. Right. Don't make me fucking. Pulls out his me. pistol again. So I did Rice, the ocular pat down. She's clear. <laughs> so so Rice is kind of observing what's going on and notices that Caldwell is is um, kind of looking past him and and looking at Mrs. Allen. And I kind of cock my head and, and I say, is everything okay, Agent Caldwell? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure she was leaving with stuff that she needed to leave with, not anything else. <laughs> All right, yeah, good call, good call. It, and out of character, is Mr. Allen, is he zip tight or handcuffed? I don't remember. He's handcuffed. He's handcuffed? Okay. And sitting right. on the floor. Okay. Naked. Naked. <laughs> That's where we're going to find him, too. He 
Yeah, Coldwell handcuffed one hand to his fucking ball sack. <laughs> Balls to creep, dude. <laughs> All right, so I'm, uh, Rice is going to start headed down the hall to the to the daughter's room. Okay, make your way down this vinyl paneled hallway with this just matted down shag rug. Find yourself in front of a faux wood door with one of those faux golden handles on it. Okay, uh, I go to reach for the door handle, open the door. Swings open. Okay, uh, I take just kind of a cursory look of the room. Can you describe what I'm looking at from the doorway? You see a twin-size bed with a headboard on it. You see that there's a matching nightstand. You see on the corners of the bed these fake-looking gems. You also see that on the nightstand that the knobs on the drawers are the same kind. You get the idea that this furniture was probably purchased when she was really young, and they just never bought her new furniture. You see that there's a, a fluffy comforter on the bed, pillows, stuffed animals. The bed itself doesn't look like it's been disturbed, though. You see that off to the side is a shutter-looking closet door with velours on it. Uh, when you say the bed doesn't look disturbed, like, is it been made? It is made. How's okay. the uh, cleanliness of the room? Is it well, like, organized, like? It looks clean. Looks clean? Yeah, looks clean. There's nothing on the floor, nothing under the bed. No OCDness of organizing in a certain particular way. How do you want to investigate this room? Um, can I use forensics? Because I want it also to look like a like photo, like pictures, if she has any pictures on the wall, you of bet. like landscapes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, that's going to be a fail. Uh, 97. 97. You see a lot of pictures that are pinned up on a cork board over one of the dressers. You see a lot of pins that have been pushed through people's faces. Kind so like you really can't, <laughs> you can't tell the features of those particular individuals. Uh, as far as you can tell though, you looking at the room, it just looks uncluttered would be the best way to say it. Like there's nothing under the bed. There's nothing on the bed other than stuffed animals and a few pillows. There's a lamp on the nightstand mirror over the dresser and a closed closet is there a desk in the room or is it just the nightstands just a single nightstand and a dresser the room's not big enough for more objects in there okay um rice is going to go up to the dresser and and do the same thing as caldwell and roll a forensics and just start kind of going through the dresser okay uh, that is a 17 under 50 well done. Yeah. So you grab 17. <laughs> you grab one of the drawers <laughs> and as you're pulling it open, you you're looking at the top of the dresser and the corkboard and, and you notice something about the top of the dresser. It looks really dusty. Like although the room looks clean, it isn't really clean. It's it's really dirty. It's like somebody doesn't take care of it. And you start opening up the drawers and you notice that the majority of the drawers look half full. You see like in the sock drawer, there's three pairs of socks. In the underwear drawer, you see that there's 
two pairs of underwear. You go to the next drawer, you see that in the what would best be described as like a t-shirt drawer. There's one shirt in there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of what you get with the shorts and you as you're going through this, you see that the that the drawers look to be less than half full of what their complement should be. Sammy. To me, Weaver, that seems like someone who packed their shit and left. Like maybe she, you know, packed her stuff and went with the dude. So maybe that's something. Yep, for sure. I agree. So in the drawers, does there seem to be any like false bottoms or uh, let me ask this. So the very bottom drawer or the dresser, is it a, um, does it lay flat on the floor? It does. Okay. I'd like to pull out the very bottom drawer and set it on the floor and see if there's anything under the drawer that's like in the open space. How are you looking under there? Just so, give me a description of what you're doing. Yeah, so I get on my hand on my knees, I pull that bottom drawer out, lay okay. it on the carpet next to me, and then I'm looking in that open space under the drawer at the bottom of the dresser to see if, you know, looking on the back, looking on the sides, see if there's Maybe some paper, a journal, a diary, something that she wouldn't want her parents to see. Dash area. Something that's got batteries in it. <laughs> now, like it's, it's, it is very dark <laughs> under there. <laughs> flashlight. That would be something. Every <laughs> flashlight's a flashlight if you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> it just uses batteries. Um, it's very dark under there. Okay, I, I pull my, I've got a little tactical flashlight with me. I pull that out and, and uh, illuminate the area to get a better look. Give me a search check as you look underneath this dresser. Okay. It's a 35 under 50. As you're looking around with your flashlight, you notice that there are imprints in the carpet that look like something would have been stored under here at one time, but is no longer there. Uh, can I tell the dimensions of the indentation on the carpet? One of them looks to be five inches by seven inches, a rectangle. Another one just seems to be more of a uh, a motley type of a imprint. It doesn't have a right angles. It doesn't have a definitive outline shape. It just looks like something might have been laying there right next to it, but you're unable to tell what that might have been. But you can tell that there were two items that were laying underneath this thing at one time. Okay. So I'll make I'll make note of that in my little notepad and say, hey, Caldwell, there's something's kind of strange here with this dresser. What'd you find? So take a look at the top here. Noticed all the dust on it, but look around at the rest of this room. It's spotless, but here's hmm. something really interesting. So I pulled this bottom drawer out and it looks like Spivey's girlfriend was storing something under here. Hmm. Can you make out the size of it? Um, yeah, just probably like a shoebox uh, size. Um, and then there's something else that was there that I can't quite make out, but she was, she was uh, hiding something under here and for a young girl, she sure doesn't have a lot of clothes. So that means one of two things. They don't have a lot of money for her to have clothes or she got out of here quick and she mm. took half of what, you know, what her belongings were. Just oh, like a woman. Box. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll have to cut that. No, I'll cut that. 
<laughs> go ahead, Junior. I'm sorry. I just had to say that before it got away. Uh, shoebox size, huh? Yeah. So might we, have been a, a money stash of some kind. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, it had to be something pretty heavy to to be uh, putting an indent in the carpet. Oh, definitely. After meeting the father, I don't blame her. So Rice is going to go over to the uh, the nightstand now and do the same, you know, forensic check. Uh, you need me to roll again? No, I don't. Okay. I just need you to make that search for underneath. As you go through the drawers on the of the nightstand, you see that there's loose yeah, leaf yeah. binders in there. You see there's colored pens and pencils, little knickknacks and shit like that. People throw it in there. You see loose wrappers and whatnot. Uh, you said the loose leaf paper? Yes. Does the paper, is there any writing on any of the paper or is it all blank? Uh, some of the writing is I love Billy Ray, Billy Ray forever, Billy Ray this and that and you know almost not really a journal but more of just thoughts i can't wait you know and this and that but you don't see anything else other than that um upon inspection of all that writing is a typical type of of writing for a girl of that age or do i detect something that might be um you know helpful to our investigation it just seems like it's pretty typical of of a girl that age okay I would, with my uh, hand underneath that drawer. So one, I'm going to pull that drawer out again and just see if there's anything uh, underneath the drawer in that nightstand. Now this carpet under here looks fairly pristine. Okay. The bottom of that drawer, I just, I reach my hand under and kind of feel under it and see if there's like maybe a piece of paper taped under it or again, something that she may be hiding. No. No, everything's pretty smooth on a particle board. Okay. You said on uh, on her bed, you said she had like stuffed animals and stuff like that, a little lamb lamb and, and whatnot. Yeah, just all kinds of little stuffed animals, cute okay. little things like that. Can I check, uh, do a search underneath the mattress and see if she might have left like a journal there or just kind of do a quick glance? Yeah, go ahead. So you lift up the mattress. You want to take a peek? Go ahead. Of course, when I need to roll high... I'm rolling it. 89, which is going to be a fail. Yeah, you lift up the mattress and you see that there's all kinds of stupid things that have been stuffed between the mattress and the box spring. You know, papers, pencils, wrappers, and shit like that. Nothing that you could really detect that might illuminate where she might have gone or what might have happened to her. Ah, no luck over here, Rice. Nothing under the mattress. <sighs> All right. Have we checked the closet yet? Let's let's check that closet. Let's open that up. Yeah, if she was in a hurry, she might have taken a suitcase or a backpack. Yeah, perhaps. Let's open it up. You open it up and you see pretty much a similar scenario as the dresser. You see half the shirts are gone. One of the jackets appears to be missing. And you can tell this by the hangers that are there. You can see that there's one hanger between a few jackets that are that's just hanging loose. You see that there's other ones between pants that are loose between tops that are loose and whatnot almost get the the same idea that half the clothes are missing yeah caldwell she bugged out of here yeah just she bugged can't out figure where she might have gone though with no family around here and billy ray out of the picture yeah i think maybe the reservoir is going to be our best shot 
um, you know, we're, we're going to want to go check that place out. With I want to look with my flashlight inside and just see if there's any, um, all the walls and the ceiling of that closet to see if there's anything like a false front or anything where she may have, again, been hiding something. Upon initial inspection, you don't see anything. If you want to take it to the next level, go ahead and make that search check again. Okay, so air, cursory air vent, dude. What's that, Double wide. Do they even Should have air? The air vent? You know. I was like, gonna say, yeah. yeah. So in that closet, though, cursory search, nothing, and then I'm gonna do the search uh, for the next. Uh, that's a fail. That's a sixty-eight over fifty. Yeah, you don't detect anything else in the closet. Okay. Are there any air vents in this room? There's a small air vent above the door. Looks like it's probably for the HVAC system. It's about 14 inches by eight inches, typical of any type of a domicile like this. All right. Uh, hey, Caldwell, let's check out that vent up there. Ah, oh, good idea. Uh, is there anything like a chair or anything that we could stand up or on it? No. Or can we? No. Bryce gets I mean, you, on you his can drag his. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> Let me pull vault you. <laughs> um, you could drag the dresser over there. <laughs> Just do a dirty dancing him up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Tone, did you freeze or are you uh, still there? Oh, okay, no, I'm there. here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's critiquing our investigative. No, uh, no, not not critique at all. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to unravel it in my own mind. She probably bugged out. Best thing we're probably gonna have to check out next is the reservoir, which we already said. Maybe we'll get lucky and see her car. Yeah, I'm thinking we got to be more that. thorough because you guys are doing everything. You're checking yeah. under the toilet rims for fucking <laughs> shivs and shit. Like, good. Tone, don't forget she didn't have a car. That's right. She didn't have a car. Yeah, okay. somebody picked her up. Okay. Someone picked her up. She packed her bags last night. So, trucker stop. Hey, so real quick, th this vent is really only got to be. I mean, this was a double wide, right? I don't remember if I said single or double. We'll Either say way, 1. it's, 5. it's yeah. a mobile home. It's a mobile home, right? Yeah. Okay. It's got a crawl space under it. So, even, even then, it's going to have low ceilings, probably. So I can probably one of us can reach up there with our you know multi tool or and and kind of unscrew that vent. Take a look. Yeah. Before we do that, could, does it look like that vent has been you know uh, touched before? It doesn't look so. In fact, you see a lot of dust that has come through the vent, and it's, it's still kind of lingering, sticking to the to the veins of that vent. It doesn't look like anybody's had it off recently. Okay. All right, so we we take the vent cover off regardless. Yeah, you don't see anything in there. Okay. What a silly idea. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Fucking Making sure she doesn't drive keys back keys back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there um is there a light in the ceiling? Yeah, but the type of light it is, it's one of those frosted glass lids that you see the two bulbs behind it. It's not an enclosed light. Um, following that that train of thought, it looks like it's just two bulbs, or can does it look like maybe something else beyond two bulbs is up there? No, it looks like it's two bulbs. Okay. All right. Caldwell, this looks like a typical, you know, teenage girl's room to me. Um, she definitely bugged out of here. 
Alright, well, I don't think we're going to get much more information from anyone here or anything else. Maybe we should start meeting up with the other agents. You know, one thing we might want to do with the Mrs. Gone and uh, Mr. Allen handcuffed, we might want to make our way into their room real quick. Quiet-like. Quiet-like? It, it's just probably further back. Uh, I was going to see if I could sneak up on Todd and see what he's doing, if he's just glued to the TV. Pistol whip him. Yeah, like if there's like a <laughs> stealth to kind of like chuck on him. Oh, there is a stealth. Okay. As you leave the room and begin your stealth maneuver down the hallway, you notice that he is no longer there. Moving on to Agent Adesso and Agent Each. As you're preparing to leave Billy Ray's room, you see Uncle Joe standing right outside the door of Billy Ray's room. Well, what do we find, agents? Uh, we find anything of, of importance? Well, as you know, we can't comment on an ongoing investigation, but we'll definitely keep you apprised. Uh, where's the restroom that... Uh, where's the closest restroom? It's right down the hall. Um, what about a little professional courtesy, agents? I mean, come on, I'm one, I'm one of you, right? Right. Well, I could tell you, confidentially, yeah. we're not finding much. We're finding pretty much the same kind of stuff. I got some clothes here. It's what I'm taking, just in case somebody did a friend didn't do a forensic on there. There's really not much. It's oh, actually, quite disappointing. But if you could keep that just between us, can I see what we grabbed? Sure. He looks Open in up there. the pillowcase. Show them clothes, empty pill bottles. There you go. It's what we got. Oh wow, this is it's quite a haul, agents. Um, this is not a haul. These are empty pill bottles and some old clothes. You know There's what? Let, let me. Here. Let me give you my phone number and you could kind of keep me in the loop and maybe I could I could work my wife's sister on this end. Sure. And he's he's already got his number written as he hands it to you. <laughs> card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Happy to uh, take that from you. Yeah, please. Uh, All right. Can I get your guys' number? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't have any cards on me. Each, did you have any cards? We're actually from out of town. We're from the D.C. district. I didn't grab any cards on the way. No, out. the best way to get a hold of us would probably be to contact Sheriff Oakley. He has all of our contact information. Odessa, you said you need to go to the bathroom. Why don't yes. I walk out with Mr. Uh, Mr. Krista here and we can yeah. sit in the living room for a little bit and talk a little bit. And you actually see Joe's face kind of go a little sour when you when you tell him to go talk to the sheriff. Okay. Almost I'll a make sure I bring that up. Disappointment on his face mm -hmm. as he looks at you each as you palm him down the hallway back towards the uh <laughs> towards the main room yeah like not not in the face but i mean like on the shoulder you know kind of nah, walking I'm, back i'm down not the hallway. cold well here yeah. <laughs> um, as we're walking back then i'll bring up so so mr christa i noticed uh you didn't seem to like that answer about contacting the sheriff is that because maybe you and the sheriff don't get along or just that we're not you know giving you our personal information after just meeting you Oh, no, no. It's got nothing to do with that. I mean, uh, you know, the sheriff and I, we, I, I had some questions for him. I didn't feel as though he was receptive to my lines of inquiry. He was not very respectful of my position and, and my experience. And it just felt like uh, that he kind of wanted to make sure I wasn't stepping on his toes. Make a hum int check on him each. Yeah, I think I'm pretty... 
I think I'm pretty bad at that. Let's see, human. Yeah, I, I only am 10% and I'm not even trained in it. So Okay. What I, I will like do is say, you know, and this is why, you know, you, we wanted to come by and look at things because a lot of the locals, they'll skip over things like that. And Mr. Krista, this is why we come by and check out these things, even though people have checked it out. I would love to hear the insights you have about what you think might have happened that potentially Sheriff Oakley didn't consider or maybe didn't have time to. So that, that's why we're here. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this whole thing. Well, here's what I think, Agent. And as he begins to explain, we go to Agent Adesso in the restroom. All right. Adesso goes into the restroom, just takes a quick look around. <laughs> you see that there's toothbrush toothpaste tube on the counter you see that there's a razor on the counter you see that the toilet seat is up and the curtain on the shower is closed i'll open the shower curtain real quick shink you see that the tub itself is dry you see a bottle of shampoo bar of soap pubes <laughs> <laughs> Flashlight. <laughs> gotcha. Is there anything caught on the drain? Pubes. Hair. <laughs> Something other than hair. Describe for me how you're looking in the drain. What are you doing in the drain? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he gets down, you know, one knee, takes a look at the drain. I want to see if there's any solid particles or anything. My hope is that if he took a shower after he was taken, kidnapped, and then surgically altered, there may be something residual back down there. Maybe uh, I'll look around the bathroom for a cotton swab or a cotton ball. And, oh, there were some cotton balls in the other room. But let's just see if there's anything in the restroom. And I can swab the drain. Yeah, there's Q-tips in the, in the restroom. Okay, I'll grab some Q-tips, swab the drain real quick. And as you're swabbing the drain, mm -hmm. you hear a gurgling noise from the drain itself ah sounds like the drain's clogged is the tub handle locked or is it something is it actually clogged though there, it's it's unplugged mm -hmm. you see the 20 something holes in this drain that allow the water to bypass but you hear something gurgle from that as you begin to swab it okay is it held down by a screw something i can unscrew and open up the uh, cover yeah. Okay. I'll try to open it without. I'll try to open it. With what? My multi tool I carry Leathermans. in my pocket. Okay. My Leathermans. <laughs> yeah. As you start to unscrew this, you hear that gurgling noise again, and you start to see something ooze up from the drain. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> okay. What does it look like? Just jacking it in the It shower. looks like something completely out of this world oh great agent each oh boy yeah glad i'm not taking this shit right now <laughs> <laughs> going back to you with uncle joe yeah so what are some of the thoughts that you had on this then mr krista you said the sheriff kind of passed over some of your ideas or your thoughts on this. I would I would love to hear what you wanted to tell him that he passed up because this is all important information trying to figure out you know, what I, happened. 
If I had to say something, Agent, I would say that this is a clear-cut case of Romeo and Juliet right here. I believe that Billy Ray wanted to be with Jane. I don't think Jane's parents really had a problem with it, but I think that my sister-in-law and her husband, Rich, did. Why is that? Well, obviously, they felt that she was beneath him. You know, that he wanted to do better for himself, that the, that the young girl had a reputation. And so I think that this kind of sent him over the edge. I believe that Rich probably went and confronted him. And that's when this whole thing went sideways. And I don't believe that this young boy did what he did to his father the way they said they he did it. But he punched through his father's chest. Now, I'll tell you what, I've been on the force for 20-something years. I've never seen something like that. Granted, I'm not, no longer with the force. But in that time, I've never seen that. Now, you want to talk about some kind of a large bore weapon? Sure. Hmm. Yeah, but you don't know if, if uh, your nephew had any sort of weapons like that. And I don't know if... Uh... Mrs. Spivey heard any sort of rapport of a gun going off or anything like that. I'm sure forensics would be able to determine if it was a uh, gun you know, used in the possible. She thought it was a backfire. Maybe, maybe. I mean, the woman's been through enough. She's probably still in shock. Maybe she doesn't recollect. You've been out taking field notes before with other suspects, with other witnesses you know the same thing you're not always getting the, the the correct story sometimes witnesses they come forth once again with a altered version of the story now they recollect something that they didn't remember the first time around i honestly think that once angel rests and gets enough sleep she'll probably come back with the the correct description of what happened so you know we're we're here basically for the night and, you know, we're going to be staying at Merle's shut-eye. And I, I noticed that this Merle person seems to have a lot of businesses around town. Who is this guy? Is he a, a real estate magnate or anything like that? He begins, uh, you know, Merle Barn owns damn near the whole town. And, you know, he comes from deep pockets. His family made their bones through the coal mines until they eventually dried up. But... By that time, his family had started purchasing real estate and basically built Groversville into what it is now. It's uh, just one of those things. Lightning in a bottle, right time, right place, right amount of cash. Uh, I'm personally, Amy and I, we're not from Groversville. We're only here for, obviously, for my sister-in-law. Um, but, you know, that's that's... The word around the campfire is that Merle comes from a lot of money and he's managed to get this town up and running. I would imagine the townspeople then either really like this man or really don't like this man. Uh, someone of that much power in a small town could be very polarizing. You know, on one hand, providing jobs with all of his places. On the other hand, you know, becoming a small little king in this town. Well, you know, Agent Ichimaru, that... I, I got that right, right? Ichi, Ichimaru. Um, Feel free to call me Ichi. That's what Ichi. my friends call me. Ichi. Yeah. Um, it is. It is very polarizing. You could take a poll from any individual, and 
Somebody will tell you what a great man he is. Another person might tell you that he's robbing the town blind. Somebody might tell you he's provided opportunities that would not have existed had he not been here. And other people might say he's a, a magnet, that he's basically siphoning off the bones of this town and using people up like a tire till it's worn out. And then he just jettisons it. Damn you, Brad Wesley. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to, so in character, I know you're law enforcement. You look like a fit man. Did you ever see that show Roadhouse in the 90s? Late 80s, early 90s, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like that character in there, Brad Wesley, right? He was the one that. The hero, right? No, that was Patrick Swayze. That was Dalton. And I don't know why I'm talking with a little bit of an accent right now, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that, no, that character was Dalton. Brad Wesley was the bad guy, but you know, he provided a lot of services to the town, but he also took a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, this is, has nothing to do with the case. I'm just curious because seeing all these signs up and around town of Merle this and Merle that the only Merle I ever knew was a country singer named Merle Haggard. You familiar? Oh yeah. We yeah, love us some Merle Haggard around me. here. Yeah. No, we why, don't uh... smoke marijuana in Muskogee, <laughs> and we don't, on, uh, we don't take our trips on Ella's day. Yeah. Very unique name. So that, that, yeah, that just was in my mind. So yeah. We're, we're, where do, where do you lie on that? What do you think of this Merle character? You know, I like Roadhouse myself. And I think that Brad Wesley might have been uh, painted in a darker light than he should have been. And do you ever stop to think that if Dalton hadn't shown up to that town, that the town might have still prospered? Do you ever think about what might have happened to that town after Brad Wesley was gone? Yeah. I mean, but uh, every movie needs a bad guy. <laughs> well, for all you know, perhaps Dalton was your bad guy. I understand. Some out-of-towner coming in and messing things up. Kind of like how we're doing here. I'm hoping not to be the bad guy, though. I oh, wait, you know, you're, you're not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think you're the bad guy at all. Um, no, I don't. I've never met Merle. It's all word of mouth. Like I said, I'm not from Groversville. What he does here really has no gravitas towards me whatsoever. But uh, I'll yeah, let you I know really can't weigh in. A hotel is and let you know how his food is because we'll be seeing both of those tonight. Please keep me updated. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. I think right now we'll just wait for Agent Odessa to finish up. Hopefully he flushes and... Uh, Unless you have any more questions for me, I think, you know, no, we'll just, our uh, time wait. here is done. We'll just wait for your partner to come out. Agent Salt and Agent Coldwell. You come out of Jane's room and you see that her father, Todd, is no longer in the middle of the living room, handcuffed, where you guys left him. The front door is wide open. Coldwell. Son of a bitch. Uh, no, bitch ran free. Oh my God. Uh, look, so let's go. Let's see if he's, he shouldn't have been able to get too far. So Not Rice goes bolting out the front door. And at this point, the sun has long since set. Starting to get that eerie glow in the sky where it's not fully dark, but you really don't have the illumination of the sun any longer. You look to the left, you look to the right down these dirt roads. And you see sporadically placed mobile homes, 
You hear dogs cross the way barking as they see you launch your way out of this mobile home. Unfamiliar faces in this neighborhood. Somewhere down the line, you hear another child crying. You see somebody running around in a diaper and nothing else. Left, right, you don't see anybody or anything running. Caldwell, this guy's gone. He's in the wind. Okay. Let's just not waste our time with, with trying to track him down right now. Go back in real quick. Do a quick search of uh, the rest of the the uh, double wide here. Look at the room and see if we can maybe pick up some additional information. I agree. We might as well take it at his advantage. So you guys get back into your car? No, we're going back in to search the, the parents' room. Lead your way. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rice will go in. Uh, Cole will stay outside just in case. Okay. Agent Rice, you go back into the mobile home. Make your way past Jane's door. You see another door opposite hers and another door at the end of the hallway. I'll go to the, uh, the room at the end of the hallway. Open it up and you see it's the restroom. Uh, I just take a quick a quick glance uh, at the restroom. Uh, what what is its uh, cleanliness level? Is it trashed or does it seem to be kind of clean? It's not trash, but it's it's certainly far from clean. You see that there's a perma rim at the top of the water line in the toilet. You see there's scum in the tub slash shower. You see that the faux marble countertop and sink is just. It's not as lustrous as it should have been once upon a time. It's way beyond that at this point. So overall, um, I'm just going to do a a quick, I'd like to do a quick search uh, just to see if there's anything like out of the ordinary, pull open the drawers, any medicine cabinet, look, uh, pull off the back of the toilet, you know, the the top and just look uh, in there and see if maybe something's been you know, hiding. Yeah, you lift it off. There's nothing in the toilet. Open up the medicine cabinet. See all kinds of shit. You see toothpaste, different kinds of pills, vitamin A through fucking Z, <laughs> Z whatever. You see a box of fucking half-used rubbers. All just kinds of useless shit in there. Okay. So, I mean, tip- what I see is pretty typical of this type of living and... <laughs> <laughs> Might want to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> you also said half-used rubbers. What do those mean? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You might want to rephrase that. <laughs> so as... <laughs> okay, so as I'm looking through the, the bathroom, it, it, does it look just like a typically lived-in and used bathroom? Yeah, it totally does. Nothing and it looks as though somebody's probably been passing the buck off on who uh, wants, whose turn it is to clean it. Okay. So I, I'm not going to do anything more in the bathroom and then go to the uh, door across from, from the daughter's room. Open that up. You open it up and you see a very dilapidated master bedroom. It's got a queen size bed. Hasn't been made in who knows how long. Two piles of clothes on the floor. Probably one's clean and one's dirty. 
uh, with a, an adjacent bathroom that looks similar to the one you just came from. Uh, any dressers? Yeah, there's a dresser at the foot of the bed. All right. So um, I'd like to do, did we do a forensics or a search when I looked at the other dresser? You initially did a forensics to see if anything had been disturbed, and then you did the search for a more intrusive okay. search pattern so of it. So I'll do the same thing here and just do uh, for the dresser a forensics of okay. the dresser. Um, that is going to be a 28 under 50. You look through, you, you pull the drawers open, you see they're all full. I mean, piled full of shit. More shit than any human could probably use in their entire life. Okay. Um, and now I'd like to do a search through all of the drawers just to see if there's anything other than clothes or something that might be evidentiary that, that we could use. Okay. Ugh, that's a 97 over 50. Yeah, you stick your hand in the drawers, each one, one by one by one, and you don't find anything that's you wouldn't find in a residence like this. Okay. And then uh, I want to do the same thing with that that bottom uh, the bottom drawer. Okay. Uh, pull that out and look uh, with my light. Do I need to do another search for that, or does the search cover the entire? No, I would I would use the same search, knowing that you're what you're looking for from the last time you were looking under Jane's dresser. You pull the drawer out and you see that there's a forty-five under there with a spare magazine. Okay, I'm gonna grab that uh, weapon and <laughs> ammunition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might. Okay. Uh, I take a quick cursory look at it and see um, have the serial numbers been kind of worn off or sanded off this thing yeah you don't see the serial numbers on them it looks as though they've probably been filed down with a dremel or something like that okay i'm uh, i'm gonna take that that might come in handy that uh, we could use later <laughs> love up all right so i'm gonna take that um done with the dresser is there a nightstand or anything in that room there's one on each side. Okay, going to do the same thing. Do a search through both of the nightstands. You go through what you imagine is her side. You see some love novels in there and some large, flexible pink object that has a large cord sticking out of it. Um, like an electric eraser? eraser? <laughs> 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 Make your way over to his side, because obviously it must be his side. You see that there's just garbage in there, knickknacks and whatnot. Okay. Big Copenhagen cans. <laughs> Used spit bottle. <laughs> Used spit bottles. And then I'm going to, the the uh, mattress, I'm going to lift the mattress up, see if there's anything under the mattress. Nothing under the mattress. Okay. Look under the bed. Is there anything under the bed that looks uh, interesting? Just shoes. Any boxes? No. Okay, just shoes. Okay. Um, uh, is there a closet? You said there was a closet in here? There is. Okay, so I'm going to open up that closet. Do the same same type of thing. That. Okay, that as search. you open the closet, you see Todd standing there oh. with his hands handcuffed 
in front of him. Agent Adesso, you see this sludge, this purplish-looking sludge start to ooze through the drain itself. Almost looks like Play-Doh being pushed through some kind of a Play-Doh factory. Only as it comes out the other side of the drain, it starts to reconstitute into like a, a tube and then get larger and larger into a uh, a type of a glob. Got it. How First thing I need that? you to do is make a sanity check. It's <laughs> yeah. about another play with Play-Doh before. Yeah, exactly. Is it getting bigger by girth or length? <laughs> Both. I can deal with length. Uh, girth. Twenty six under sixty, so I passed. Okay, so you take one point of sanity damage from witnessing something unnatural. Got it. As this thing begins to assemble itself, it's probably about the size of a volleyball. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. I need to know what your dex is. Dexterity is a 11. An 11. Okay. What would you like to do as you see this thing begin to ooze out? Okay, I'm going to step back from the edge of the tub. Is there a trash can inside the bathroom? Yes. Okay, grab the trash can. Does it have a liner in it or is it just, just a plastic container? It's just a plastic okay. uh, liner inside. Got anything in it? Toilet paper, cotton balls. Gotcha. All right. Um, getting away from the purple ball, <laughs> just to get away from it, uh, grabbing the trash can. Is it moving anywhere out? I want to stand as far away from it as possible while still keeping an eye on it. It just seems to be confined to the tub as it udulates. And you really can't tell if it's facing you because it has no sense of direction. You, nothing that you could determine is it's looking at me, it's looking this way, it doesn't know right. where I'm at. It right. just seemed to have responded to your your presence and you being down by that drain. Got it. When I back away, does it do anything different? It still just seems to look at you. Well, <laughs> let, me rephrase, let me rephrase that. It still just seems to udulate in the tub. Got it doesn't it. move closer towards you. It really hasn't moved away from the drain either. Gotcha. Does my phone have a camera on it? I would say it does because those flip phones, even back then, well, it depends on which phone you're using. If it's the one that Heisenberg gave you eons yeah. ago, it still has a camera. Okay. You probably have a smartphone as well, though. Right. I'll whip out my smartphone, take a couple pictures, and then uh, video. But I'm not going to get any closer to it. Okay. And now that I've done that, I guess I'll... Is it moving? Is it going back down the drain? Well, actually, that's your action right there. Uh -huh. You see this tendril snap out in your direction right from it i rolled an eight <laughs> that's bad for me as this tendril snaps and strikes you for seven points of damage damn as you're blasted against the door agent each you and uncle joe hear this body strike the door <laughs> You both look down the hallway, and I'll see you next session. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what the problem was? When times of trouble, you know what to do. Just yell for help. Call Ichimaru. Right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> She also informed you, fuck, she informs you of the friends of Jane. God damn, I can't even read my own writing because I wrote it have fucking another wrong. another Scipio <laughs> drink, GM. Hang on a second, let me yeah. take a snack. <laughs> yeah, have a little snappy-o snapple there. <laughs> There's your blooper, fuck faces. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, Keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.